Hi, Chris. How you doing? I'm doing very well, Mike. Yourself? Not too bad. Well, it's the day before Thanksgiving. How are you feeling about that? Well, looking forward to some turkey. Yep. Same here. Same here. Being with the family. While we're talking about that, I'd like to wish everybody in our podcast audience a very happy Thanksgiving to you and your loved ones. I hope it turns out very well. Yeah, I hope the day goes well for everybody. And we appreciate you listening to our podcast. So today, why don't we talk about... Turkey. Turkey? Turkey. Mm. Turkey. So when you start talking about turkey and turnkey, obviously there, there's a... Well, not obviously, and here I go again, but uh, we'll be doing an episode on what turnkey systems are, what it really means, but... I was thinking of uh, thinking about memories in regards to Thanksgiving and things that pop in your head. So, you know, obviously we'll do the going over to my sister's house for Thanksgiving and with the rest of the family, which is always nice. The first thing we do after we get home is we get the family together and hopefully we can get them all together and watch um, Christmas Vacation with Chevy Chase. Have you ever seen that movie before? I haven't, no. You should check it out. It's a kind of like a cult Christmas film. It's a very different day is... Uh... There's this date in England. It isn't a really a special holiday. Yeah, I, I could understand that. So, some of these traditions are a little new to me, but uh, the turkey is certainly very good. So, Yep, food is always good. Well, let's talk about installation options with dynamometer, shall we? I prefer to talk about turkey. Yeah, I bet you would, but we're not. <laughs> not anymore. Well, I can wait. So let's talk about installation because um, there are two different types of in- main installations. There's the, the portable style of installation of dynamometers, and then there's the non-portable. Right. Now, I suppose there's also that one in between, which is one where we start with a portable situation, but it can be mounted differently and put in a vehicle rather than directly to an engine. Yeah, that's definitely a unique portable installation. We at Frood and GoPower have a system called an in-frame adapter system that actually allows you to disconnect the dry shaft on the vehicle, such as a, a large truck, and mount a dyno actually in the frame rails, in between the frame rails of the, the truck, and connect it to the drive shaft, to the transmission, which is actually connected to the engine, and you're up and away testing without having to put it on chassis rolls or otherwise. Take the engine out. Certainly qualifies as portable. Yeah, absolutely. But I think you were meant, we were talking earlier and you were mentioning something about when people think portable, you typically think small, lightweight, able to carry it around with the per- yourself or another person. But you were giving some examples where you can still consider it portable, but you definitely can't carry it around with a person or two people can lift it. Yeah, some of the larger dynos, looking at the, uh, the dynos used to test ship engines, they are directly mounted to the the test the, the vehicle that's being tested the mounted to the back of the uh, in this case the back of a ship if you could refer to that as portable we have to take the dyno and mount to the engine that's being tested but this is the size of a small house and so it's not really under the general expectation of portable. Yeah, if you consider it to be lightweight, that one definitely no, it isn't. Doesn't, doesn't do that now. And I can't recall. Do you remember on on the Fruit website? Do we have a picture of that showing the uh, that example of it bolted to the back of a ship? Certainly on the website. Yeah. 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 That for those that haven't seen it, go to the Fruit website. You'll see some interesting pictures in the history of Fruit, which is pretty incredible for what he's developed and what we've built upon. And these are referred to as the the LS or low speed dynos, which are very large diameter, but rotating at a very low uh, a low RPM to to look at the huge torque of a of a ship engine. Yep, 
Absolutely, absolutely. But if you look at the, if you take the basics and we back up a little bit and we talk about the portable being that, you know, our product lines at at Fruit and Go, Go Power, mainly the Go Power is considered the portable dynamometer because in essence, that series of dynamometer, especially the diesel series of portable dynamometers, they're meant to bolt but directly to the back of the engine bell housing and connect to the flywheel. Right, so it represents a lot easier installation than, than the classical engine test stand. So the way you're actually putting the, taking the dyno to the engine, bolting it directly on, it it's, makes it a lot simpler in terms of the layout. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's a cost-effective approach. There's a lot less components involved. Like you said, it's a simpler installation. But when you look at that and you compare it, you know, what are some of the similarities when you go over to the non-portable side now? You know, the kind of dynamometer that you bolt directly down to the floor or a steel bed plate, and then you make connections via a drive shaft to the engine or whatever you're testing. And there may be some things in between like a flywheel or a torque measurement device that are in line with the the drive shaft itself. But I think the main thing I wanted to mention on this one is that you definitely need to consider whether it's portable or permanent or non-portable is the dampening or damping effects that are required when you're connecting a running engine to a dynamometer because it produces torque pulses. Certainly more of a requirement on some of the bigger diesels than is still required on some gasoline engines, but certainly a lot more significant with the big diesels. Yeah, yeah. And if you think about it, every every firing pulse produces a torque spike and those need to be absorbed through something. And some parts of the drive line have the natural ability to absorb some of it, but not, you know, you have to have the design intent to make sure that you have the proper damping coupling or or way of dampening out those vibrations or torque pulses before it goes through your drive line. Yeah, sometimes you say that can be done with it with a shaft which has some flexibility built in, but that's not so controllable and therefore a a, a torque element is a torque or a damping element is very useful. Right. Biggest thing is this, is so many people buy a dynamometer and they connect it directly to the engine that they don't even consider putting something in between to help with the damping of, that's required. And a lot of the times I can, you know, we have pictures to sh- that we could show you that show what happens if you don't, one, have it, or two, you don't select the right type style for the application, understanding what you're testing and what it produces. Yeah, I've had examples of drive shafts being being shattered by that vibration and uh, couplings being being split. Yeah, literally I've seen splines that are inch and a half in diameter that are literally being torn or ripped apart the end of the shaft because of this very thing we're talking about is, is yeah. those torque pulses. So don't underestimate it. That's the message, isn't it? That's right. Okay, then. So having having found uh, the right damping mechanism in the in the shaft, we've also got to look at how it's then mounted on the uh, on the test frame. And again, we're 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 talking about with mainly the permanent installation. So you've got to mount pieces of equipment to the floor. You have to make sure that whatever you're mounting is sitting flat, because the next step in this whole series is the alignment process. So you want to align your drive line from dyno to engine to whatever specification you need to align it to, to make sure that you don't cause additional issues. And part of the alignment process is making sure that everything is mounted flat 
that there is no soft foot effect. And again, the soft foot is a term that means that you have your mounting points, you may have one or one or more mounting points that aren't sitting flat on the floor and it's causing that soft foot effect or gap underneath it, basically. So when you start to bolt things down, you start to twist things and distort things. And that's what you definitely don't want. So that's what it gets into. you shimming the dyno or any in uh, all mounting components that are being bolted to the floor to make sure they don't move once they're bolted down or you don't distort them or, or put them in a, a situation where it's moved because you've bolted things down. But this this must be more significant on the higher speed machines. I mean, t- certainly with the aircraft engines, where we're spinning at 26,000 RPM, this becomes extremely critical. Some of lower speed engines, some of the alignment can be accommodated through the drive shaft itself. Although I suppose maybe at some loss of accuracy. Yeah, and again, from a pure alignment perspective, whether you're spinning at 100 RPM or 50,000 RPM, the criticality of doing these this setup and making sure things are aligned properly is critical. And even if you're only spinning, say for example, a gasoline engine, you're spinning at 5,000, 6,000 RPM versus 30,000 RPM for an aerospace engine, if it's not mounted properly, and as I said before, if you start to bolt things or secure things down to the floor by torquing bolts down on the mounting bases of these devices, and it distorts them, it could cause premature failure of that device itself. So if that device itself has bearings in it, you could be putting undue forces on those bearings and the yeah. shaft within it. Yeah, so natural loading if it's been if it's been pulled to the side, yeah. For right, sure. right. You want to keep it in its design natural state and not change that. Yeah, yeah. And I think an important thing when we find that aligned position is actually doweling the, the dyno to the to the test stand so that if it has to be taken up or changed or moved, you can go back to the same position and ensure you've you've returned it to the right aligned position. Very good point, Chris. Very good point. And I think that from a standpoint of overall installation, there's a lot of other details that go along with it, but these are some of the key things that you need to make sure you you keep in mind when you're doing this. You can't forget that these key things that we brought up. There's other things, like I said, but these are the key things. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, well, thanks for the discussion, Mike. Yep, same here, Chris. Looking forward to the turkey now. Yeah, same here. <laughs> gobble, gobble. Thank you for listening to Dino Insights, presented by Freud. If there are any engine testing topics you'd like us to discuss, we'd love to hear from you. Please email us at podcast at fruitdino.com.